Start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And this episode is season two, episode two of Seinfeld. The episode is in, is called The Pony Remark, and it aired on January 30th, 1991. Corey, could you please, please give us the synopsis of the episode? Yeah, The Pony Remark. Jerry inadvertently offends his elderly relative by saying he hates people who uh, who had ponies growing up. The woman dies before Jerry can clear the air. Jerry is torn between all, uh, attending her funeral and playing in a championship softball game. <laughs> okay. This one's a classic. This is. This really is, and particularly that scene. So I'm excited to get into that. Uh, we start off, though, with a comedy bit about retirement. Yeah, it starts off with a bit about uh, you know people retiring in Florida, which that's a that's, that's a stand up bit as old as, as Florida itself probably. And then one, and then it kind of segues into him sort of talking about like awkward family functions, which that sort of plays out later. But this one here, the stand up bits about him like oh, jumping out the window just because he's bored. And you know what? I, I think at some point we've all felt the exact same fucking way. And it was a good opening. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was decent. It set set the tone for the episode very much. It did. Uh, and we get immediately Morty and Helen Seinfeld in Jerry's apartment. And, you know, he's you know, just talking about that retirement really did bring us into that. Uh, I liked seeing them. Um, and we saw the real Morty this yes. time. This is one thing. Last time we saw Morty, it was some completely different actor uh, who was just not as good, not as neurotic. This Morty is the neurotic that I we all know and love. Yes, this is a uh, hashtag my Morty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Season one Morty was, uh, he was actually from Return of the Living Dead Part 2, a, a movie close mm-hmm. to my heart from when I was a kid, but definitely not right for the role. This one, this Morty right out of the gate, you're like, oh yeah, that you feel it. And even, even like the camera, like it goes in on him too. Like, you know, like it, I feel like the creator even knew that oh yeah this is our morty for for the rest of the show's run (laughs) yep and he's got a really good dynamic with the actress that plays helen and you see that right here just on a little bit that they've got of who's gonna get the phone Uh, jerry's phone is ringing and they're like you know are you gonna get it no are you gonna get it no who's gonna get it and it but it is it's very real you know i feel like we've all seen old people do that exact same thing yeah, because neither of them want to get it, and then at the very end, they just they end up at the same place at the same time, like to get the phone, you know. So like one of them could have just done it, um, you know, something that's more old people specific. But that's that's what the joke is, you know, and mm-hmm. and that's how the episode starts. So tonally, you know, it works. And like I said, right out of the gate, man, I was so tickled to see Morty. I was like, oh, yeah. Morty, I love you so much. He's yes. like, I feel he's my he's my dad too. Yeah. Uh, and Jerry walks into his apartment and he tells them about this softball game that he just played and he was the hero you know he, he threw out this guy from like the fucking outfield or something like that he he just he made a great play and it was the greatest moment of his life <laughs> yeah well that and what the girl he keeps referencing yeah <laughs> yes which is very funny uh, I, there, I particularly like that that he 
can make those jokes in front of his parents as well. Yeah, and even his dad gave him like a smirk too. Like, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I noticed that the softball team that he plays for is called Friends O'Clyde, which I believe is like, it's a comedy club or something like just in that area. And he's, he's playing softball with that group. Oh, okay, cool. I actually didn't even look at the the shirt. I was so tickled by Morty. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't the only thing I find strange is apparently George is on that team as well. But George has nothing to do with the comedy club. I mean, granted we have seen him there. He knows, I think through Jerry, he knows a bunch of other people uh, and you know, a lot of them have the same friend group. So maybe that's why he is on the team. I I wouldn't be surprised if George is like friendly with all those people. I mean, if he's Jerry's yeah. best friend, he's he's gone to all these shows. I, I don't think that's not I don't think that's too weird you know agreed well we see in later episodes that you know some of jerry's friends who are actually comedians george knows them as well right yeah so morty brings up his greatest moment which of course is working for harry fleming and he when he came up with the idea of the beltless trench coat which is another little seed that we get back later you know this is not he doesn't bring it up that it's called the executive or that he has boxes of them in his uh, in his garage in florida but we we find that out later, um, just you know, seasons upon seasons later. Uh, but I I love it because it's just like oh fuck yes, you know we're getting that little little story that we are going to come back to, and it's just like that that makes this show fucking rewatchable, man. Yep, I couldn't believe that was happening either. I was like, oh my god, are they going to mention the the executor? Is that what it's called, the executor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the I think it's the executive. Okay, right, the executive. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, is this the executive episode? But no, I'm like, yeah. this is cool. This is this is good. This is like laying the groundwork, which I think better yes. than cantaloupes, you know. But like for Joe's, but uh, it, it's definitely laying the groundwork uh, for something else later, and gives you like this sense that there's more to the character that that mm-hmm. you're seeing right there. Uh, another groundwork that they lay is later on. You'll see in this episode, but they mention him here, cousin Jeffrey, and cousin yes. Jeffrey has been throughout the entire run of the show you know they've mentioned cousin jeffrey do we ever see cousin jeffrey i don't think we did i don't think so either but yeah but he's like he is uncle leo's son who we just we just constantly hear just same with bob sacramento there are people that we hear about them because we heard about bob sacramento i think in season one at some point but yeah they're just like these little these little like people who you know we all fucking know who they are but we've never seen them. But they're part of this show as well. <laughs> and, and it's a part of the show's just growing mythos and growing mm-hmm. cast of characters. And even characters you don't see ever get referenced multiple times. And I think by the end, that's what that's what makes it feel like a living, breathing show. Or a living, breathing world, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So there's apparently some big 50th, you know, anniversary that's going on. There's some old people. Um Manya and some other old dude are, you know, having some 50th anniversary. Uh, whoever it is, someone who's like a, a second cousin to Jerry's mom. He doesn't even know who these people are. But, um, you know, that's why his parents are in town. And the, and Jerry's mom is trying to get them to go. She thinks they should they should go, even though Jerry doesn't even know who this fucking lady is. She's met her like met her like once or twice in his life. But they, uh, you know, they just he kind of decides to go. And Jerry's like, as long as I don't sit next to Uncle Leo, man, I don't want to fucking, you know, sit next to Uncle Leo. Um, so we get a little groundwork here that Uncle Leo is annoying as fuck. Uh, is one thing that we'll see. And we also just kind of bring up that Jerry had plans with Elaine. And so, but the mom's like, no, fuck it, bring Elaine as well. One thing I do love, and they sort of establish it, in, I think in the first season, but I like Morty and Kramer's relationship. And we get to see that pretty much right when he comes in. 
Yeah, I agree. For some reason, Morty and Kramer are kind of drawn to each other. Very similar, similarly to how uh, Kramer is drawn to George's father as well. Like, whatever it is, Kramer gets along with the older gentleman, the fathers of his friends. And, like, he wants to, like, partner with them and do entrepreneurship with them. Or just, you know, just pal around with them. You know, he is up for whatever adventure. And I think, you know, these older gentlemen just... Whatever it is, they they see something in Kramer, <laughs> and that's what's fun about that character. Kramer will do anything with anybody, and it's 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 a fun thing to see happen. And it's a fun, I imagine, would be fun to be a part of. But yeah, I, I always liked how he gravitated towards the dads for some reason. I always thought that was kind of kind of funny, you know. Yeah, uh, you know what is also funny? If you want to take your apartment and make levels, <laughs> fucking levels and that's what kramer wants to do man he wants to get rid of all of his furniture and just have levels and pillows like the ancient egyptians had yeah this this uh this storyline i was not impressed by this this c c kramer's c story was not impressive in this one i didn't think no but i do find it i find it humorous because i mean this is definitely just one of those oddball kramer things that he does with his apartment you know i mean you which you get multiple times i mean you get uh, I think this is just you, we don't ever see this because, you know, we have that whole C storyline of the bet uh, that Jerry's like, fuck that. You ain't going to do that. But but with Kramer in his apartment, we see a lot of just quirky shit. Like, for example, the Merv Griffith, epi- uh, you know, set that he puts in there. Or when you put the uh, the sauna, the, the hot this, tub exactly. in there. The hot tub in there, uh, or even something as silly as like the, which isn't his putting in there, but like there's still unique stuff that the, the Kenny Rogers Roasters light that goes into his apartment. Like there's very, anytime we get drawn to Kramer's apartment, something fucking crazy is going on. <laughs> Don't forget Mr. Marbles. And Miss, yeah, there's, oh, there's so much just ridiculous stuff over there. Um, so that's what I kind of like about it. Uh, but yeah, the, so this storyline is, Jerry's like, no, 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 you ain't going to do it. So they bet that he won't do these levels. Yeah, he won't make the levels. And then Morty's the whole time like, this is a, you don't want to do this. This is a hard-ass project right here. And Kramer's like, I just need the lumber and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry's like, and I did like when they when they were like doing the bet. Kramer's like, you know, just give me till the end of the month. And Jerry's like, I'll give you till the end of the year, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening. It ties into Kramer's cockamamie schemes. You know, yes. yeah, and that's what I like about it. And, and his cockamamie schemes is sometimes, or most of the time, don't really pay off really too well no. for him. They do not. Uh, all right, so we're gonna cut to Manya's, who is uh, this old lady, and we're at, they're at their place having dinner, and we meet Uncle Leo, uh, who is sitting right next to Jerry, of course, just as he didn't want, and you know he's grabbing Jerry's arm uh, exactly like Jerry was complaining about. Which was nice because I didn't notice that at first, and I don't think I would have noticed it had I been paying completely, you know, attention to the episode. And mm. I like that. I like that there's that there's always something happening, you know, especially in the better episodes, like like this one. This is a yeah. like this scene is great. Like they're firing on all cylinders, you know. References are being made, you know, foreshadowing is being made, bits are paying off, you know, and stuff like that. You know, scenes down the road. This is like Seinfeld on all cylinders right here. This is an absolutely classic Seinfeld scene right here in particular. I mean, this is a good episode, but this scene is the scene of the episodes that is like, you save this for the fucking highlight reel. So this is one that everybody remembers. It's a great scene. So we are getting, you know, the whole kind of that that family is talking about stuff. I love, love 
this line. Uh, it's not my favorite line, but uh, Elaine talks about how delicious the peas are. And Jerry says, these peas are bursting with country flesh, fresh flavor. <laughs> Whatever it is, man, that line just makes me crack up every fucking time. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that, but I was more tickled by the sight gag of Elaine sitting at the kid's table. You know, yeah. like a full inch lower than Jerry, you know, just kind of looking up at him. I thought that was funny. It is. It, that is quite enjoyable, too. Because, I mean... Any of us growing up, we've all kind of had to sit at the kids' table at one point or another. <laughs> Everybody has that. While we're adults, and it sucks. <laughs> it's so demeaning. It is. Uh, one way or another, the discussion ends up getting towards horses. Uh, and then Elaine ends up bringing up, well, what about ponies? You know, and people who had horses and people who had ponies. The people who had ponies are the worst. And Jerry just goes on a fucking diatribe about, I hate anyone who had a pony. And then, oh, shit. We cut to Manya. I I had a pony. <laughs> her her, her voice, whoever that actress was, she killed it in this. <laughs> she, it. she was fantastic. But just Jerry, just Jerry going off about the ponies. And it's so true. I mean, I kind of grew up in an area that was a bit rural. So there were people who had like horses and shit like out by me. And, you know, I'm not saying they were bad people or anything, but they definitely had more money than I did to have a pony. You know, it's like, so yeah, I, I get it. Like fucking people with ponies. Fuck those people, man. <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, Jerry is just, you know, he's obviously upset Manya at this time. Uh, and so she gets up and leaves. But it's fucking the, the tension in this t- at the table at this point is just perfect. Yeah. Um, everybody is looking at Jerry like he's a fucking asshole, which he, you know, kind of is just a little bit. He upset this really old lady. <laughs> so she has to get up and go. Um, but like, he's just like making excuses. And my favorite line of this episode is uh, when he says, who leaves a country packed with ponies to come to a non-pony country? Like, that is a perfect... He's just hes just trying to come up with, like, you know, this is not my fault. You know, like, pony people, of course, everybody hates them, right? Like, why why would she leave a, a pony to come to the U.S.? You know, well, it's because she's probably Jewish uh, and she left Poland because they were getting invaded. That might be a reason, Jerry, to think about that. But <laughs> that Hitler aside... Let me just move him aside right now. Uh, this scene and that line i just love it and his delivery for all of his excuses he's just kind of like at a hectic uh just speed just kind of spatting it out uh, and it's just it's funny it's funny as hell like yeah i i wrote that down i was i was very tickled by him play pleading his case you know just yes. come on, yeah. like somebody but like that that scene that part of the scene works because everyone's facial reaction was <laughs> yeah absolutely fantastic uncle leo next to him just just appalled just like looking down <laughs> just like no you know like that's what made it and having seen this episode a gazillion times but actually watching it like you know like really watching it that's what made the scene was their reactions their disappointment just and the fact that they didn't say anything that's what makes it him just keep talking because he's like just say something you know <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah they're all just sitting there silence just being like oh my god and then he he can't shut up he doesn't he just he just he just keeps pleading his case and he just needs to shut the fuck up <laughs> yes. and morty's just like staring at him like in uh, disbelief <laughs> yeah uh, that was a great scene, and, and uh, like you said, the the pony mark, like you know, who comes from a place of you know a bunch of ponies to know, but like that's everywhere. Like that's something you yeah. know people will quote. You know, if you follow you know Seinfeld on social media, you know they'll make you know memes <laughs> about that one or whatever. Like that's a that's mm-hmm. a classic classic line right there. It is. 
That's good stuff. Uh, all right, so Helen and Morty uh, about to fly back to Florida. Uh, Kramer pops in, and the end of his C storyline, uh, you know, comes to a close where he has a little debate with Jerry because he decided not to do the levels, and there's a debate over the bet in itself, which I think is funny. Um, apparently, you didn't find it all that funny, but whatever. No, I, well, I don't think that was funny either because Kramer lost the bet. He didn't do it like that. I didn't think that was a joke. Like even Jerry, that's like, why it's funny. I know because because Kramer's <laughs> being sometimes Kramer can annoy me a little bit. <laughs> he's 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 being like, well, that I didn't want to do it, and that yeah. was you know in his head, you know, the bet was him doing it, and that was that, and not you know would he do it, uh, and he's just. He lives in a fucking fantasy world, man. Yes. No, I completely agreed. And then I, again, because I'm paying attention, I never picked up the first time. Like, he takes fucking Jerry's milk afterwards. He like, When he leaves, he just leaves with Jerry's milk. I kind of like, <laughs> oh, this is mine then. You know, it's like. Uh, yeah. Just, I didn't notice it, but yeah, I'm sure he does that a lot. Yeah. It's just you don't normally see it like that. And you could actually hear the, the studio audience laughed a little bit when they saw it. But <laughs> it was good because it wasn't even in focus. Like, you had, to, they didn't even like zoom in on it. You know, like you had mm-hmm. to, you had to really look for it in the background to see what he was doing. That was, I thought that was good. Yeah, it's uh, all right. So Jerry gets a phone call and apparently former pony owner Manya has passed away and Jerry has to scream at his parents to stop from leaving. Yeah. So now Jerry's like a little bit distraught. He's unsure. You know, did did his pony comment kill her? <laughs> did she just die from that? Uh, and we find out that the funeral is on Wednesday, which is, of course, the same day as the softball championship, which is really weird to me. I have played in adult rec league softball teams. No softball team will set their games at 2.45 for an adult rec league. Like, I understand they're a comedy team or whatever, and, you know, like, the the time is... Or, or you know, the time for them might be off. But, like, this is, a, this is an adult rec league. So if they're playing other adults, you know, the, the games aren't going to start until at least six or seven when most people are off of fucking work. You're right. I, I didn't even pick up on that. And it was it was a Wednesday, wasn't it? It was a Wednesday at 2.45 was the game. And I was just like, no, 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 no. No one's going to have an adult rec league game then. That's, that's strange. But I mean, of course, they do that just to, I don't know. I don't know because they could have made the funeral later in the day. But I guess you, you typically have funerals during the daytime, not at night. That'd be a little bit too gloomy. Fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that was a like unnecessary they could have just made the funeral on saturday and made the the wreck yeah. on saturday i don't know why it had to be wednesday that's weird i didn't even didn't even notice any of that but now that you mention it it's it's like one of those like unnecessary MacGuffin things like right it's yeah. just it's a tv scenario it's just for the story's sake just to have this idea that there's you know uh, an interconnection and you know there's a, a conflict basically um yeah no, I, I didn't even pick up on that. But now that you mention it, that's that's weird. That's definitely odd. I've played on enough ad, uh, adult recreational sports and teams that just be like, whoa, this seems odd. <laughs> now, I, I did like that scene that the way the writing was because Morty was having like his own conversation in the background, which was mm-hmm. like about how much all this was going to cost while yeah. Jerry, Jerry's talking to his mom, you know, about like if he should go. And then the funny thing is like his mom's like, no, no, you don't need to go like right from the beginning. And um, and then Jerry's again like, but should I? And she's like, no, you don't need to. And, you know, he's like, but should I? And it's like I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's that's funny because like. 
he he dug his own grave on that one. He had the out yes. right away. But, you know, that's another thing we get into with Jerry and George. And, you know, it's already become noticeable now, but it'll become much more noticeable later that most of their problems come from their own head, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and what they perceive, you know, and everything. And, I mean, his mom right away gave him the get out of jail free. She was like, nope, you don't need to come. You don't, you don't barely know these people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Even though she was, like, begging them to come to the dinner earlier, now she's just like, no, don't worry about it. Well, she saw how horrible the dinner went so <laughs> yes exactly i think she's trying to save the rest of the family from jerry exactly but I, I enjoyed the writing because like they could have had morty just like as the actor just sitting back there but they mm-hmm. actually gave him you know his own lines that or you know what i mean they gave him his own thing to yeah. do while this scene was unfolding and i thought that was great they, they have a little bit of that later in the diner scene where there's like a bit of a three-way conversation going on there but i like those i think that's good writing right there it is it is it really shapes the character of morty more for us because yeah he could have just been sat there and been a part of that conversation but no we find out you know oh he's so really worried about you know losing the super saver flight and you know what he's going to do how he's going to save money oh should he you know, get in this uh, fucking uh, like a, an Air Force flight to Sarasota or whatever the army base or whatever that they have there. This guy is tra- he is focused on saving money uh, at any degree. You know, he's that kind of guy. And this, you know, him having that conversation to himself tells us as an audience who Morty is, like, what kind of a character he is. And I, and I like that a lot. I agree. It is it's well done. It's hashtag my Morty, baby. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so uh, we get a stand-up bit here all about death. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Not not one of the better ones. But <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I mean, it was it was concise and sort of sort of funny. But it was, hey, what's the deal with giving dead people pillows and a suit? Are they relaxing or are they going off on a, on a job interview? You know, it's like, okay, I guess that's funny. And then that was pretty much it. That's pretty much it, yep. Uh, we get to the coffee shop and there's George, Elaine, and Jerry there talking about funerals and general uh george is randomly just talks about the next time he's gonna get you know he wonders when he's gonna get laid again <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that kind of came out of the blue but that this was this was the the three-way conversation that i was talking about that it, it starts that way but then george kind of gets into it yes. know, into the conversation but i actually i really liked his conversation to himself about not knowing when he's gonna get laid which is yeah. just kind of true it's like you know what i mean you and i are are married so we kind of have an idea of when we're gonna get laid again but like but it is it's something that guys think about yeah. a lot <laughs> and, and if you're single if you're single like and obviously like in in the 90s no you know date dating apps whatsoever yeah it's like you know what i really can't picture when i'm gonna get laid again i have no clue that was a good line it was very well written it was it was a bit it was definitely george you know but it Mm -hmm. was it was really well written and this scene as a whole uh i I really enjoy yeah it's good real quick i'm sorry while we're on it did you notice that 14 minutes in and this is the first time we're seeing george this episode i agree it it was kind of strange that we didn't get him for this long but i mean we've had other ones where they're fairly we we didn't get Elaine until like very late. I remember that happened in season one at one point. But yeah, it, it was strange that you know he could have easily come in earlier. He could have even come in with Jerry during after the game and just kind of like set up that he's also on the team because there was no real reason to believe that George was on the team as well. Yeah, actually, he probably would have been better better served coming in on that one. Maybe they thought mm-hmm. that scene just would have been you know too many people, too many storylines happening. But I, I I don't think we'll ever you know moving on in seasons. I don't think we'll ever see this kind of like amount of time for characters, main characters, not to show up like that. I mean, George, yeah, Elaine, yeah. Jerry, um, obviously Jerry, but Kramer, they're always usually in at least later 
episodes, they're they're in like in the five ten minutes mark, you know, like right away the first scene almost. Mm-hmm. So it was it was weird. I was like, huh. I was and it, at one point, and the only reason I noticed it because I was like, we were halfway through the episode, and I was like, are we even going to get George? Period in this? Yeah, it's quite late. So I maybe mean, he's being very George and he's selfish and he wants Jerry to play the the softball game with them. Uh, and Elaine is also a pretty selfish person right here, and she is interested in you know what's going to happen to this. Uh, old lady's apartment because the old guy is going to move out to Phoenix uh, to be closer with his family. (laughs) And she's like, oh, what's happening to their apartment? Which it kind of comes back from, you know, an earlier episode where, um, you know, in season one where she is very focused on getting an apartment. Yeah, they don't they don't say they don't say it's because of the um, the actor, uh, you know, her roommate or anything. But Mm -hmm. that's definitely a subplot that's going on season one and and interesting that it's going into season two and i'll be i'll be curious to see when we start seeing elaine's apartment because you know we do at some point start seeing elaine's apartment and i I can't remember when because you said it on the last episode and we pretty much say it on every episode but most of most of the time i've seen seinfeld was in syndication so it's like Mm -hmm. my memory is so jumbled now this is the second time that i've gone through the series like you know from beginning to end in order um that was like i think about six years ago i did it the first time and i gotta say i was pretty baked when i did it so it's uh, the, the information kind of went in and went right out <laughs> don't even pretend like you're not baked now brother <laughs> <laughs> baby i'm like that uh that uh captain america meme with uh incredible hulk he's like uh, i'm always high <laughs> that's that yeah yeah <laughs> you know what maybe we'll have to do a podcast in denver where they just decriminalized uh, uh mushrooms Oh, they did? Oh, no shit. Well, we got to talk yeah. offline about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got friends in Denver, man. I, got, I can get us a place to crash. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a little too topical for Seinfeld. This is, a, this, is a, this is an episode that came out in 1991. There is no way mushrooms were going to get decriminalized in 1991. No. So. <laughs> no. So we cut to the funeral, and this eulogy is going on, and this guy is talking about how Manya even loved – uh, she had a pony when she was younger, and even to today, you know, she – or. You you know, recently she talked about her pony and her face would lit up and, you know, it's just it's just fucking like stabbing Jerry in the side right now. Basically, it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. But again, what sells it is the mom's just like slow turn towards Jerry <laughs> yes. and just the blank look on her face. And he just looks over at her, you know, he's like mortified, though, because he think he thinks he might have killed her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, let's let's. I think he did. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I think that's a testimony to the directing of this episode. How how many good facial like expressions are happening, and like like how many what the characters are reactions to to like Jerry and Elaine and stuff like that. This episode is real strong in that department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We once again we see Uncle Leo uh, at the funeral and. Um, you know, he's just kind of, you know, being his regular annoying self, just talking about fucking Jeffrey and Jeffrey Jeff this, Jeffrey that, Parks Department this, Parks Department that. Uh, Elaine is trying to get the apartment, so she's talking to, uh, you know, the, uh, what is it? 
what are, the what widower. It? Yeah, if it's a guy, it's a widower. Yeah, so she's talking. She's talking to the widower, trying to trying to you know his poor his poor wife just passed away, and he's uh, granted he's taking it pretty well, um, but she's uh, he's she's trying to find out about the apartment that is only for three hundred dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, that that was insane. I mean, dude, that's that price is crazy. But my only note for this entire scene is Elaine is terrible. Yes, she is. She's absolutely awful for trying to push for it. Uh, but the guy says that Jeffrey, Uncle Leo's son, is taking the apartment. Uh, and so she's upset. Really, the whole reason why she was even at that funeral was just to try and get the apartment. And so, yes, yeah, she is terrible. There is no other reason for her to be there other than trying to scam on these this old couple's former apartment. Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes sometimes Elaine can be the worst of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but luckily for Jerry, who is very freaked out about his softball game, it starts raining right now. And so the softball game he knows is going to get delayed. Hooray! Woohoo! Which which might have something to do uh, on a spiritual level, you know? Like, yeah. Which we, <laughs> yeah. and we kind of didn't mention George's conversation. I think it was it was in the first diner scene, not the second one, where he's talking about like how you know people uh, when you're dead, you can kind of go anywhere and you know teleport there and all over the cosmos and this. And that. I was like, that was actually some pretty deep shit for George, you know, that conversation. But it does sort of come back in the, in the final scene, though. Yes, yeah. Which we we don't see any of this, but we cut to which is probably for the best. Actually, we don't really need to. We don't need to see the softball scene, but we cut to the coffee shop and it's uh, Jerry and Elaine and uh, George again. And they basically Jerry played like shit that entire game. And we think maybe Manya played some heck, put some hex on him. You know, the spirit of Manya is uh, <laughs> is, is fucking over with him. Yeah. So. And it was interesting because we don't usually see Jerry like this low, you know, like this mm-hmm. much of a, a, you know, not in a good sp- space. Even later in seasons, you know, he calls himself even Steven. Like he's always, yeah. he always evens out. So it, it was kind of a little jarring to see Jerry that like just, just disheveled and like, un, you know, just blown away, you know, by what had happened, you know, what basically turned out to be the worst day ever. And then George made a reference to that. Uh, or it was like, so the, him losing was the worst event of his life. And then George makes a reference to that girl that Jerry mm-hmm. made a reference to in the first scene. But it's interesting because in this point, in this way, George is like, yeah, just like her. So like, I'm curious as to what happened with her because yeah, she's, she's both like the greatest moment of his, of Jerry's life and like the worst moment of Jerry's <laughs> life. And I'm actually walked away from that episode intrigued by this like past, yeah. you know, fling that Jerry had. And it, I don't think it ever comes up again. Really? Uh, the the name wasn't – I didn't recognize it, but you know what? Maybe it does. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think it does, but it would be interesting if we hear more about this story later later down the road. Did you jot down the girl's name when you were watching it? Not even a little bit. Me neither. So one of us will have to go back and do that because <laughs> now I'm curious. Um, but I will say at the end of the scene, uh, did you notice Elena must spit her coffee out like for real? Yes. I think Jerry, I mean, a legitimate, I love his joke at the end. I mean, it's, he just pulls a, pulls a line back out from earlier, you know, in that, uh, in the pony scene where he's just like, who thinks an immigrant's going to have a pony? And then Elaine just fucking, yes, she busts out legitimately laughing. Yeah. It, it looks like she, the, the actress actually must spit her uh, coffee out. Yes. Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if Jerry, uh, just improvised that line. 
I, I kind of had a feeling feeling that he did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seemed it like good. a bit. And, and also knowing, um, I've seen documentaries, I'm sure you have too, but uh, I know that Julie Louis-Dreyfus would crack up on set a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've seen like outtakes where like actually my, uh, Michael Richard got a little annoyed, you know, because he's trying to nail his lines and she's on a giggle fest. But I think, I think Jerry tr- always tried to make her laugh. And I guarantee yeah. you that was like a spit <laughs> take that almost like was legit real. <laughs> That's good. And we end the episode with another stand-up scene. Yeah, so this stand-up was super weird because he keeps talking about ponies. And he's like, why are they so small and who makes them small? And I'm like, and I'm just thinking, aren't ponies just like, you know, baby horses? Like they start small and get bigger. But his whole, is a pony something different? Do I misunderstand what ponies are? Those are two different species. They A uh, pony is not just a baby horse or a little horse. Oh my God. Are you serious? Dude, I, yeah. tru- I truly don't, guys, I truly <laughs> don't know this. I thought a pony was just a baby horse that grew up into a real horse. So when people are like, I want a pony, they get a baby horse. Nope. They are definitely two different animals. Holy shit. I am 41 years old and I'm learning something completely. <laughs> New. Okay, so Jerry's joke was legit. He's like, someone engineers ponies to be smaller. So they're just full-size horses, just smaller. And that's called a pony. Yes. You don't want to confuse them because there is such thing. There's a difference between a pony and uh, I believe it's called a midget horse, which are two different things as well. So what was little Sebastian on Parks and Rec? That that I believe is a, is a, a midget horse or a mini horse. I can't, and it might be mini mini horse. I I I thought it might. Have been, I don't know, but it, maybe it's mini horse. God bless little Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, God bless little Sebastian. But yeah, the, as as far as a bit goes, it was it was okay. But I was confused. So uh, yeah, well. clearly clearly I was lost on that one, and I was like, oh, yes. this yeah, maybe I need to rewatch it now. But yeah, <laughs> that was the bit. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go into our final thoughts on the episode. Corey, how about you start us off, brother? Yeah, dude, I love this episode, man. It's right out of the gate with Morty, just right, the camera right on him, you know. I'm like, God, I love you, Morty. Thank you for being back in my life again. Um, And just how well written the whole episode was perfect callbacks you know within the episode um every scene had had something fun going on but the 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 dinner scene man was just a, a you know a tour de force of of comedy mm-hmm. every way shape or form you have the writing was fantastic the delivery by jerry was fantastic and the directing to all the other actors in the scene was fantastic and just really pulled together one of the best fucking scenes in seinfeld i'd say I absolutely agree wholeheartedly. You know, this was a really solid episode. And that scene in the middle at the dinner, the pony scene, is the glue that stands apart. Or the glue that stands apart. That's not a thing. But you know what I fucking mean. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's what really, really makes this uh, episode just as good as it is. And um, it's, yeah, it's like a classic for a reason. And so uh, this should have been the, the episode that started off the season. I don't know why they didn't do that. Um, but you know, I, I'm really, really happy with this episode and, uh, yeah, I, this, this is so far, maybe my favorite episode of the ones that we've watched so far. Right. Even with like, yeah, season one and everything. Including I, season one. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you. Um, yeah, so far this is, this is definitely my favorite out of, out of everything we've seen so far. 
Uh, all right, so that's the end of this episode. Corey, where can we find you in the internets, the interwebs, the worldwide webs, the Ask Jeeves, the whatever, the GeoCities? What are you on, sir? <laughs> the Twitterverse, if you will. The twi- yes. <laughs> um, I'm most active on Instagram, and you can find me at Corey Nation. And then uh, Podcasts Aplenty. You can find me and my buddy Noah on the NSFW Gamer Podcast, where we talk about video games and pop culture and movies and stuff. And then you can find me occasionally on the Blast from Our Past podcast, which is Adam and his brother's podcast, and uh, mostly on like the sequels episodes, but a couple here and there in the main ones as well. And uh, Adam, my friend, where can we find you? Well, you already stole my thunder and told everybody about the Blast From Our Past podcast, but that is where you can find me, myself, Adam, and my brother, John, uh, do a podcast all about nostalgia, and we have Corey on there, quite a bit of episodes as well, and you can listen to me on whatever. If you're finding this episode, then you can probably find the Blast From Our Past podcast as well, and that's the best way to find me. Please follow us on Instagram. Please rate us. Please rate Cartwright. Please rate everything. Uh, ratings are really important. We love them. We will love you forever if you want to do that for us. Yeah, those those are great. They they help us, you know, find find new listeners, which, you know, leads to, to more and more fun things happening, but um, rate and review us would be great, and we are also on Patreon. Uh, all these links will be in the in the show notes but um for just a dollar a month you can help us out and just kind of keep the lights on because you know uh servers cost money and whatnot and and eh, that's it it's not a labor of love this is just love baby we we love doing this we have a great time doing it so if you want to show your support we would really appreciate it thank you so much